It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Training camp day six saw the Washington Commanders put pads on for the first time, what we saw and what it means. Plus, the team is heading back to Richmond this preseason, and we go inside the selection of wide receiver Jahan Dotson, all on this episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the new WUSA 9 Plus app. Your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C. has a new streaming app. It's a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. Just download the WUSA 9 Plus app now from your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick. No matter how you're joining us, we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am David Harrison, writer for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, covering your Washington Commanders over there. My co-host, Chris Russell, is one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980, which you can find live Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at DHarrison82, at WrestleMania621, and at LO Commanders. Indeed, and again, we appreciate you guys and your first view of the day, no matter how you consume, we thank you. All right, David, a breakdown of what you saw on Tuesday at Command Central in Ashburn, Virginia, when you were there at practice, second of the new week, second week of uh, training camp. But the only difference is after five, five unpadded practices, the big boy pads came out and uh, this. It's always fun to see what different, uh, what different, um, I guess, activities <laughs> or, or periods uh, they do, and also kind of gauge the intensity and maybe some of the emotion that changes when you put pads on. Um, with you there, what did you notice a big difference, or was it more of a subtle change in your eyes? Yeah, there's definitely a difference in the intensity level, and and I mean. You know, the defensive line obviously was, was very amped up. I think the offensive line was also ready to go. Montez Sweat uh, was pr- probably had the most energy of any player I've seen during stretching this entire offseason, this entire preseason training camp. Uh, he was ready to go. I mean, he was, he was, he was feeling himself. He was feeling the day and the defensive line definitely wanted to get after. I watched them do individual drills as well, hitting the sleds and, and all those things. And they were definitely amped up uh, doing all that stuff. And, and then just getting to see the, the corners and the receivers go at it, you know, for the first time. Uh, we got one-on-one drills, which is always a fun time. Unfortunately, it was during the period that we weren't allowed to film. So there's no video or, or anything like that of anybody getting burned or getting, you know, an interception or something on a route. But, you know, plenty of tweets coming out from, from everybody. Uh, during that portion, um, well, I watched some of the one-on-ones, but then I went over to the offensive line and defensive line one-on-ones. And, and mm-hmm. uh, just because, you know, we, we've talked about this before, and a lot of people have been talking about this leading up to the pads coming on, you know, when when you watch the offensive line, 
before there's pads in the defensive line, before there's pads. Really, it's just kind of designed for the D line to to win in total. It's it's one of the it's one of the few things that's actually advantageous for the defense is the fact that there's no pads because uh, first of all, you know, it's team on team, right? And Ron Rivera talked about this uh, in his post practice press conference. Like the offensive linemen aren't going to shove their paws into the chest of a defensive lineman that has no pad or into the shoulder of a, of a de- their, their teammates. They're not trying to hurt each other. They're not going to go out there uh, and be ridiculous. And so a lot of times they're catch blocking, which, uh, you know, I don't, I'm don't. i not a blocking expert. I'm not an O-line expert, but even I know catch blocking is a very, very bad technique. So you want to get in pads uh, as quickly as possible, and you want to get these drills going. And that's what they did. And, and you know, uh, some people looked really good. Jonathan Allen looked very good. Uh, even for Jonathan Allen, like obviously you expect him to do well, but even for him, he looked really, really good. Uh, Charles Leno Jr. looked very good. Uh, you know, and I, I sent out a tweet kind of giving my winners and losers. Uh, Noah Loffenberg, you know, he's, he's a depth guy anyway. Um, I don't think he made either of our 53 man roster projections. Uh, he looked terrible. Like bottom line, he was, he was by far the worst guy on the field. And I'm not even trying to like down the guy. You know what I mean? It's just the truth. And he knows it. This isn't, you know, if, if he, if he finds out I'm saying this or he hears it himself, like he's not going to be surprised because he knows right. it. I mean, he, he got his butt chewed for something uh, early on in the drills, and then he, he was he was left out there to run three consecutive snaps in the drills, which you know from your years of covering camps, that's not normal. That's a bad thing. Um, and he, he just got worked, and then he ended up and he rolled his ankle. And I don't know if he got another rep on the one-on-ones or anything after that because of the rolled ankle. Uh, Andrew Norwell, you know what I mean? Not, not a great start to the padded uh, portion, but, again, that's kind of like, like – the worry about him really was like pass pro, you know what I mean? And again, these are one-on-ones and the line will work as a unit. So it's nothing to like burn down, you know, your fantasy roster or anything about, but you want to, you want to see your starting guard, even going up against the likes of Jonathan Allen or Deron Payne. You want to see them kind of hold their own a little bit. And Andrew Norwell definitely kind of dis- disappointed uh, a, a little bit in that aspect. And then um, for me personally, Fidari Mathis, I hoped to see more of a second move, right? But mm-hmm. today, anyway, in the one-on-ones, like if he got stonewalled early, it was kind of that – he just got, kind of got stuck in the mud. Uh, again, that was just my hopes and expectations, so don't take that too too uh, extreme. You know, Chris, you know I've been really excited to see him with pads sure. on. So, you know, my hopes and expectations not met, but it doesn't mean he definitely he, – he necessarily did poorly, so I didn't put him on my list of losers but just another kind of observation. All right, a couple of follow-up questions. Did Laufenberg get his ankle rolled up because he got rolled, or was it just a football? Yeah, he was definitely being walked back when his okay. ankle got – he was trying to okay. trying to find stability and rolled his ankle and, and right. hopped off the drill, and yeah. When you say Norwell and struggling in pass – and I, I, I heard the same thing. Actually, I retweeted your, your tweet. I can't remember if I did it on uh, on at LO Commanders or on my own, but I, yeah. I know I saw your tweet and I retweeted it somewhere. It's out there somewhere. Yeah. Um, when, you, when you said, um, you, you know, Norwell, again, struggled, do you think that that is a problem more because – Again, that's what we're expecting, or because, hey, he's just going against Jonathan Allen a lot. No, this was a problem. Um, you know, and again, it's day one, so it's a day one problem, right? Let's 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 see what happens tomorrow, and then day three, and day four, and pads and all that, right? But so this, this is day one problem. Uh, but you know, the I can't even call it clean, right? So the 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 most like a win rep that he had. Uh, his hands were terrible. His hands were outside. Uh, his base was terrible. He completely lost his his, his center of balance. Honestly, the only thing that kept 
Jonathan Allen from essentially sacking the quarterback, you know, the, 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 the coach or whatever stands back there with the football, um, is that Jonathan Allen lost his footing, which is probably because it was late in the drill. So there was a lot of loose dirt. You know what I mean? Right. Like if Jonathan Allen doesn't lose his footing, that's probably one of the worst reps, but that's the only rep that they had where Jonathan Allen didn't really get uh, right by him. And it's because Jonathan fell instead of Noah really, or not Noah, uh, Andrew doing anything to uh, right. impede him. All right. Um, moving on from the one-on-ones, uh, I, from again, every, everything that I saw on Twitter, uh, which, which is my main source when I can't be there, be, you know, between you and every, what everybody else is saying is that it looked like, again, I want to be careful. It looked like Carson Wentz bounced back on Tuesday a little bit, certainly from a disastrous Monday. Is that fair to say, or would you not characterize it as that? Uh, it wasn't three interceptions, you know what I mean? Um, you know, he's still working through some processing things and he's still working through some, you know, comfortability with the scheme and, and the guys and all that. There was a couple of reps, uh, during the team drills. Uh, he missed, uh, the first guy he missed was Jahan Dotson. There was zone coverage. Jahan found a really nice opening, uh, in the zone coverage behind Kendall Fuller in front of Cam Curl, if, if memory serves correctly. Either way, it was behind the corner in front of the safety. Really good spot. Carson didn't see it. Uh, he went somewhere else with the ball, and 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 the result was not positive. Um, and then uh, there was another play that uh, Randy Jordan, who it's you know again my first year of training camp, so I have not seen Randy Jordan get very animated um, so far. And when Carson missed JD McKissick on on a specific route. Randy Jordan got very animated. He was not happy that his guy Randy, got Randy missed. Randy get fired up. <laughs> on the route. Um, Randy get fired up. Yeah, so, you know, some a couple of, of misreads, you know what I mean, things yeah. that you want Carson to see that he could have had the chance to see that he didn't see. Right. Um, again, that's and that's what Ron's been talking about, though. It's it's install, you know what I mean? Like, this guy is is six days into this offensive scheme. I mean, he's had the, the mini camps and all that stuff, but that's kind of something that Ron keeps – kind of harping on is that, you know, the, he, he, he and Sam Howell uh, and Cole Kelly, they're literally learning this scheme. Like if you really want to put it into, into perspective, they've got three weeks of knowledge about this scheme more than I do. Right. Think about that. Like that's not really that much of an advantage. You know what I mean? Taylor obviously knows the scheme better, but we already know why he's not out there with the ones. Um, so, you know, not a great day, um, but better than three interceptions. Sure. You know what I mean? But you still, we're definitely looking as we go every day, you're kind of looking for a demonstration of that better understanding right. and better decision-making. All right, so a little bit of progress, not yeah. maybe as much as you were hoping for. We'll right. see what the rest of the week brings. Actually, the commanders are scheduled to practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday morning, and then Saturday night. I know you'll be there through Friday morning. I'll be yeah. at FedEx Field on Saturday night, so we'll have you covered with Locked On Commanders. Uh, coming up, the commanders return to Richmond? Eh, not maybe exactly the way the people in Richmond wanted, but still, nevertheless, they will be returning to Richmond. That's next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Yeah, we're going to do that thanks to our friends over at BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've ever had life throw you a curveball, Chris, I know in my time I've had life throw me a few curveballs. Actually, one of them eventually led me to the path that I'm on right now in sports media. And unfortunately, a lot of that was sparked by one of my best friends being killed in action uh, in Afghanistan. And when that happened, uh, I needed help. And and there were people, fortunately enough for me, that I was able to reach out through, work through that life experience. You know, it's not something that necessarily goes away. It's just something you kind of learn to live with. 
deal with and then build some positivity from the negativity. And people like BetterHelp Online Therapy can assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. I actually went through the BetterHelp intake process. I went through the survey that they have when you sign up for an account. It's very simple, very clear questions. There's not a whole lot of guesswork involved. You just give your honest opinions of yourself, of your situation, and they take that information and they connect you with someone they feel like you can uh, can work with. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online and available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions because so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to, but you can if you want to, and getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or your phone. With therapy, you can take a few tries to find the right fit for you. BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if you need to. No pressure. You don't have to accept the first one. If it doesn't work, it just doesn't work. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is still available even if that cost is a little bit too much. BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. Visit the website and read the testimonials that are posted daily. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And right now they have a special offer for our listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. If you're seeing us on video, the, the URL is at the bottom of the screen. Again, that's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thanks once again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen or your first view each and every day. David, before we get to the Commanders' return to Richmond, um, so on Tuesday, again, you were uh, boots on the ground in Ashburn, mm-hmm. Virginia, Command Central, Commanders. Actually, I was Jays on the ground. I just uh, <laughs> I want to low-key flex that I had my Jays on out there. You do have a pretty impressive shoe game. I do not. I, I have the same pair of shoes over and over and over again, and I just yeah. got a new pair, and they came in a box from Amazon, if that if that mm-hmm. impresses you. I, I, I'm it. sure that probably not sure. Get it how you get it. Not your socks off, but your fancy shoes. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I guess the question is, was who was on the field, who was not on yeah. the field? I, I knew, we know injuries are a thing. We know they're being careful. Got it. The Curtis right. Samuel situation continues to evolve. Did Curtis Samuel do anything that you were able to see or pick up on on Tuesday, David? Uh, he was doing some stretches, and he rode one of those bikes that they go, shh, shh, shh. That's about it. That's, was he uh, racing in a was he racing a marathon? And I don't know what I don't know I don't know what the motivation there is, but you know that's uh, that's about it. And it's it's disappointing because you know, uh, you know everybody knows why it's disappointing. But you know yeah. you, you look at it and, and Coach Rivera even talked about himself. You know they're they're ramping up the pressure. You ramp up the the game like scenarios for the team to practice in. So as the team is moving forward, uh, the player quite literally is moving backwards because up until this point, right, he's at least done some individual work. He's been on the field, on the practice field, 
while they were in shells and all that stuff. And then now the day they go to pads, not only is he not participating, but he's actually on the on the side field. He's on the training field with, you know, the Logan Thomas and the Chase Young and, and all that stuff. So that's not where you want to see him. And, and now this is practice four or five. I've actually lost count at this point. This is four or five practices. We're going on almost a full week uh, since the last time he's, he's done anything physical in practice. I mean, I get conditioning and I get plans, and, and you got to be patient with it. Um, but right now, like, the, you know, the last thing we heard is, like, this whole thing is, is geared towards making sure Curtis is healthy for a regular season. That's fine. Um, and, you know, and nobody asked him about it today, which I think is done out of respect because putting yourself in Ron Rivera's shoes, like, you don't want to be asked about Curtis Samuel every stinking day, right? Eventually you're just going to get sick of it. So kind of, you know, the answer of, like, look, we've got a plan. We're going to work towards it. You're going to see him ramp up. You're going to see him draw down. Well, right now everybody's looking for the ramp up because all we've seen is draw down. So every day – and he knows this. Curtis knows this. Everybody knows this. Every day, the first thing that pretty much everybody does when they walk on the field and they start seeing players come out is they look for number 10 and where does he go. And until they see him run routes, it's going to continue to grow into, is this 2021 all over again? And if it is, what does it mean for the offense? Because you got a new quarterback. you got a system that you're trying to put in place that's feasibly different from last year because in ideally you're going to be able to do more with it. But if one of your main cogs of this system, and Curtis is an important one, not because he's the best guy, but because his skill set unlocks so right. many things right. for what this can be, every snap he misses with Carson, and, and again, how they impact each other, right? Like Curtis being on the field does different things for Terry McLaurin, does it for Jahan Dotson, Cole Turner, et cetera, et cetera. Like this is important. So every snap he misses is a snap they essentially have to make up and relearn each other when he's back on the field. So it's just – you, you don't want to get too excited about it, right? But it is frustrating because of it, it's it's piling on because last year's stress is 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 on top of it, right? I, they're not going to call this a setback, but it's a setback. There's no doubt about it, especially with the information, you know, that we heard on Monday about the back tightness and the hamstring tightness after uh, the groin and all that stuff. I mean, it, it's a setback. That's all there is to it. You mentioned uh, it's been several days since we've been able to see him in team practice drills and all that stuff, certainly there's no ramp-up at this point right now. It just seems like a de-escalation or a ramp-down or a cooling off or a transition period. But the answer is we don't, you know, the obvious answer is is they have no idea or we have no idea at this point whether we're going to be able to see him string together some practices. Speaking of missing a bunch of practices, Trey Turner and John yeah. Bates as well, right? They didn't do anything on Tuesday either in the team uh, portions, correct? Right. And, and, and Trey, I mean, we didn't really get anything more than we have, you know, already. John, he did speak about specifically and basically said he's working through his calf issue and they hope to have him back soon. Uh, you know, hopefully by the end of the week, we'd love to see both those guys back on the field before the end of the week because Cole Turner has I mean, honestly, all the tight ends. Cole Turner, Samus Reyes, Curtis, Curtis Hodges. I mean, Curtis Hodges held his own with the, with the increased physicality, with the pads on and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Cole Turner had a drop, had a drop pass and then basically had a fumble, which was kind of weird, like a non-contact fumble. Like he caught the ball, was running and kind of just dropped the ball. It was, it was kind of weird. Uh, but you know, everybody's allowed to have a bad practice here or there. Cole Turner has been lighting it up every other day. So we'll, we'll kind of forgive him for those for a day. You know what I mean? Um, but expect to see him back, you know, in, in a group tomorrow. Um, so, I mean, the tight end group looks good. It, it's really amazing kind of how, as this continues to happen, everybody's stepping up, you know, and, and um, the day of the three interceptions, Cole actually had a play where he went down, and I don't know if he hit the, the, the goal the goal post or if he just kind of 
went down weird, but it was it was kind of one of those moments where God, I, mean, I hope he's okay. And two plays later, he was back out on the field, so he's right. fine. Uh, but yeah, you you definitely want to see those guys get back on the field, especially Trey Turner with some of the things we saw from the offensive line today. Right, absolutely. All right, a quick note before we head to our final uh, pause of the show, uh, and that is that the Commanders are heading back to Richmond, the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, clearly an important spot for them, their fan base, uh, politically, the stadium potential, but it's not any actual football work. David, they announced uh, this week that they're going to have a Commanders rally in Richmond at River City Roll on Friday, August 26th from 1 to 5 p.m. That's the day before their preseason finale, which is up in Baltimore, and they'll have all sorts of, uh, you know, fan events, upscale food, all that stuff. It's free to find out more information on the Commanders website but here's the interesting part uh you know cool i I mean again they abandoned richmond because there was no financial interest uh for them this particular year so that's a whole different story uh but they're gonna have jonathan allen there terry mclaurin there logan thomas carson wentz head coach ron rivera and washington legends and members of the infamous command force uh but some big names there on hand for the fans down in the Richmond area, I think this is a good thing for them to spread their wings and uh, maybe a little goodwill, good gesture, that type of thing, to a city that, you know, obviously they didn't go back to this year for any part of training camp. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I know a lot of a lot of fans were upset they didn't go back to Richmond, and, th- and that's kind of partially to blame for some of the lower attendances uh, at practice. By the way, I mean, fan attendance was pretty good, you know, today mm-hmm. or on uh, on Tuesday, so – very happy about that. But yeah, it's, it's good to see that they're, they're doing that and, and making an effort to get back out there and do something. You know, it's not practice. It's not a game. Got it. But you know, you can at least see, be, be, be close to your team again for a night. You almost sounded like Allen Iverson there for a second. Talking about practice. Yeah. It's not, it's not a game. It's not a game. It's not a game. It's not a game. It's bowling. Yeah. Absolutely. Bowling's fun. It's a meet and greet. And Unless bowling. you have a lower back injury and then you can't bowl like Perhaps. me because you won't be able to walk the next day. But, you know. Perhaps. I mean, hopefully Carson Wentz doesn't get a lower back injury. That uh, that could happen. That would suck, too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Curtis Samuel Bowl. Coming up next, the inside story of how the Washington Commanders finally settled on Jahan Dotson. You'll want to hear some of the interesting details next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But first, we tell you about our friends at BetOnline.net. David and I are always telling you about our friends at BetOnline.net. Why? Because we use them, and we gamble on them, and we make money with them, and we're entertained by them, and we get information by them. They are your number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You'll find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball. How much will things shape after the trade deadline? Should you ever vote on the Nationals again, bet on the Nationals again, after they dumped Juan Soto and Josh Bell? Here's a hint. Don't do it or you'll lose. How about the NFL? The Hall of Fame game coming up between the the Jacksonville Jaguars. Get in on the action right now. Bet Online continues to be your top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, podcasts, and they have you covered for it all, including a seven and a half sack over under on Chase Young's sack total in 2022. You might want to lean towards the under. Head to betonline.net today or your mobile device to learn more about the action happening at BetOnline, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Final segment here of the Locked On Commanders Podcast. And I don't know about all you, but I'm probably about to bet on the Padres to win the World Series. Just (laughs) stay. It's not a bad bet. I mean, it wasn't (laughs) a bad bet before Tuesday's Major League Baseball trade deadline. Hey, go check out Locked On Padres and Locked On Nationals for Uh, more information on that. Yeah. And very different reactions, I imagine. Um, Speaking of reactions, so uh, we had to see the insider reaction of uh, Martin Mayhew. We didn't really get to see Herney, right? But Ron Rivera, Jahan Dotson, uh, some other things. The inside story of how the commanders drafted Jahan Dotson and how they resisted the offer to uh, trade down again, so twice uh, in the first round of the NFL draft, uh, shared. uh, And it's it's a very good video. Um, I enjoyed it. but it kind of goes through the whole rigmarole of, like, you don't hear, like, the Packers side and the Saints. Like, I really wish you could hear all that. But, you know, there's, like, you got to get permissions from all these people, and mm-hmm. some of them don't want their – I got it. But they go through, Chris, and they kind of show you a little bit of the the inside kind of mix on how these things kind of work. And at one point, like, Martin Mayhew is like, you know, he kind of looks at Ron. He's like, they're only willing to – talking about the Packers. Like, they're only going to give us 53. You know, that's it. And you kind of see Ron's kind of like, ah, oh, you know – kind of like going through like your fantasy draft you're like ah you know you're only going to give me D hop I, I kind of want this other guy too I want Devontae Adams on on top of it and it, it's interesting because it kind of gives you a very real look at it right I think like when fans and then sometimes media as well like we can kind of get this view of what happens in an NFL war room or trade conversations is like this like almost like New York stock exchange-ish type of deal but really I mean you you look Chris this is a very minor detail of the video that I'm probably the only one that kind of thought was weird Ron and Martin, like they're sitting, their table that they're sitting on or sitting at is facing what I imagine is their big board, right? Which you don't want to show anybody, obviously. And then like the TV with the draft on it is like to their right. So when you see them looking at the television screen as the draft is going to go, it's very awkward. I'm kind of like, man, why are the head coach and the GM sitting at such an awkward angle from the live broadcast of the NFL draft? Such a a minor detail that went off in my brain, but then you just kind of see Martin kind of casually pick up. You know, the cell phone's like, oh, okay, you know, thanks for calling, da, da, da. here's what they got. And it, I, it just kind of gives you that really good inside view on how these trades go down and then ultimately the decision that was made. Right, and to fill in some of the actual trade gaps, I mean, Washington, again, if, if everybody remembers, had the number 11 overall pick, right? So they, they, as they're getting closer to that pick, New Orleans, you know, of course, has some interest in that pick. They see their guy who turns out to be Chris Olave. You remember Washington was high on Drake London reportedly high on Alave, but maybe not high enough, and ultimately very high on Jahan Dotson. So they decide to make the move from 11 to 16, right, uh, and picking up the extra third and fourth round pick um, from, from New Orleans. But what they had to consider was, hey, if we go from 11, not to 16, but 11 to 22 with Green Bay, who desperately wanted a wide receiver, presumably it's Jahan Dotson, right, because – uh, you know, Kid Brown, 
Tennessee ultimately wound up taking him at 18 after they made the trade for A.J. Brown. You don't know how these things would have shaken out, but they only want to, again, as the video indicated, give up the 53rd pick. Washington wants more volume, third and fourth round pick, because remember what they had to give up uh, in the Carson Wentz deal and other moves that they had already made prior. So then I think that's so, – so going from 11 to 16, David, uh, to me sounded better at the time and in reality and in hindsight than 11. But then I, what I thought was interesting was when they moved from 11 to 16 after they make the deal with the Saints, then mm-hmm. Pittsburgh calls, then yep. the Jets call. Yep. So they could have gone, you know, and, and I'm sure we surmised this or we should probably talked about this at the time. They could have gone from 16 to 20 or even 16 to I think it was 26, 26. I want to say. Yeah. 26. Yeah. And I'm glad they actually did not do that. Like, I'm a big believer in volume and taking multiple cracks at the apple and the pinata, but I I didn't want to go any further down. Maybe, maybe 18, 19, I could have possibly lived with 20, depending on the return. I did not want to go to 26, so I was glad they resisted. Yeah, even when we talked about trades during like the mock draft season and the lead up and everything, like twenty was I think the furthest that anybody was comfortable mm-hmm. going. And and you know, I um, mean, you look at the guy, you know, if if Pittsburgh, you figure probably trading up honestly to go get Kenny Pickett. I mean, I, I don't know, like they're probably looking to get Kenny Pickett. So then what happens? I mean, the the Titans took a wide receiver, whether they took Traylon Burks or Jahan Dotson. You know, we don't know who they they liked more. So maybe Washington still ends up with Jahan Dotson at twenty. But again, those are hindsight, you know, things. And if you let Jahan go at 16, someone moves up to 17 or 19 and gets him, you know, all these things. Uh, what I really liked, though, is that when uh, you, you kind of see them, and again, I'm kind of reading into things, but you kind of see them, and when uh, when the announcement is made that the Houston Texans took Kenyon Green, uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, shy of laughing out loud, it was kind of like a, oh, Kenyon Green, cool. Yeah, let's take, let's take Dots. Because maybe they're happens. thinking Houston is going to take Jahan yeah. Dotson or 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 yeah, whatever. So we weapons, like, so. wait a second, Kenyon Green. I mean, he's good yeah. and all, yeah. and some people had a mid-team projection on him. But right. <laughs> thanks, thanks, guys. You just did us a favor. Now, what they right. don't show you is the reaction to Kyle Hamilton going off the board, Jordan yeah. Davis going off the board. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe uh, the, uh, uh, the the kid wide receiver from Alabama. Uh, I you mean, know, how the, much it, conversation was actually had about drafting Chris Olave at eleven? Like, you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. you know there could be a clip where Ron Burr is like, "Well, you know, Chris Olave is obviously better, but let's take a let's take." <laughs> and also seeing Drake London go off the board, who they yeah. really supposedly wanted at number eight, and what kind of lovely words they must have had for their yeah. old friend Kyle Smith, who's See what, part of the Atlanta front office. Absolutely. What probably happened, right, is that there was a TV in front of Ron Rivera, and when Drake London got selected, he <laughs> broke it, and that's why they were awkwardly sitting there having to watch the other one. Out with the TV. So I think you should break that. I think you should say yeah. David Harrison of <laughs> SI.com and Locked On Commander says, Ron Rivera destroys TV when Jake, Drake London taken. Surprisingly. According to no, according to no sources and unconfirmed. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so that was cool. Little inside, uh, little nuggets, if you will, uh, of draft night uh, at Command Central Headquarters. We want to thank you guys for making that. Again, the Locked On Commanders podcast, your first listen and first view of the day. Come on back for the next episode. David, I think you're going to be solo, yes? Uh, is that what we're doing? I believe uh, so. No, well, Zach Selby, Washington Commanders team reporter, uh, will be joining me All on right. Thursday's episode. There you go. I shouldn't say you're correct. I shouldn't say solo. You'll be joined. I won't be here. How about that? 
Uh, now make your second listen and your second view. The Locked On NFL podcast, our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest sports uh, stories and the latest news from around the league because, well, training camp is here, guys, and there isn't a single break in the action. Follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hop in, 301-615-3577 or Locked On Washington Commanders at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us today, Commanders fans. Thanks again for joining us. We're free and available on all platforms for David Harrison covering the Washington Commanders on SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We'll be back right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 